Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. The God of Miracles. Everybody here knows that, yeah, God is a God of miracles. Yeah, so what is so special about the God of miracles? And then uh, we will look at it and then uh, briefly, and then we will spend some time encouraging ourselves before we leave this place. Hallelujah. Um, miracles are part of God's work to bring his people out of the captives of oppressors to the place of blessing. Hallelujah. God, one way he brings his people out of captivity to a place of blessing is by using miracles. Hallelujah. He used miracles to bring us out from every challenges, every problems, every oppressions we are in. And then he used miracles also to take us to the place of blessings. But the devil also gives miracles. I hope you know that. The devil also performs miracles, but there's a distinguish between the miracles that God will bring and the miracles that Satan will bring. If God brings the miracle, we are, or we enjoy a redemptive grace of God. Whenever God brings a miracle, we are free from the causes and the effects that led us into that problem and that challenges. But when the devil gives you a miracle, he rather puts you into captive. He buys your soul and then he will control your life for the rest. That is why those of us who are gone to fetish priest and, um, uh, and those kind of stuff, we see the bondage that they put us in after we have gone to them to seek for a miracle. Sometimes they will give you what you want and then under condition. One problem will go for one problem. One go problem will go for one problem. Somebody goes for a baby, fine. They will tell you they give you a baby, but the baby should never taste okru for the rest of their life. And uh, you give birth to this baby, fine. This baby will never taste okru. You do everything possible that the baby will never taste okru. The baby goes out to somebody's house. And then they happen to feed the baby and the person has okru in the soup. The baby eat the okra and all strange issues started. You go to hospital, it's not working. You have to rush back to that priest or priestess. You go there, he said, yeah, the baby has eaten okra. So because of that, you need to get us a black sheep. You bring the black sheep, they sacrifice the black sheep, so that for the rest of the baby's life, he shouldn't eat black sheep. Hallelujah. And said, I want, oh, I want goat soup. He doesn't know the color of the sheep, whether it was black, brown, whatever. They save the baby, black sheep, soup. The baby eats, get another problem. You carry the baby. They look and say, okay, now bring red cloth. They bring red cloth for the rest of the baby's life. You shouldn't wear anything that is color red in it. Hallelujah. So, you see that it's bondage. If the devil give you miracles. I'm saying this because I have witnessed it before. Hallelujah. I mean, I've lived with people, uh, fetish, and then other people, and I see sometimes even false prophets, you go to them, similar thing happens. So, sometimes you look at this fetish priest, and then this false prophet on TV and the stuff, and you can see 
that no, these miracles are not from God because they, you get a miracle and they give you a whole lot of conditions. Go and do this, this and this and this and this and this and they go, okay, three weeks time, come. You go three weeks time, they give you another holy water and another or anointing oil. You say, go, okay, after you do one month time, come. And then you go one month time and you go, okay, three months time, come. So for the rest of your life, you should be going there, there. But if God gives you a miracle, he doesn't care. He gives it to you and he sets you free from any other embeddings. You are free from the bondage of the devil. You are free from all demonic causes. You are free from anything that could have been a burden. Hallelujah. I pray that God will give you a miracle. A miracle that will set you free for good. A miracle that will liberate you from all other causes and from all other problems in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When God is performing a miracle, depending on the miracle and how God introduces himself. Sometimes when you read about God and his miracles, you see that God will say that I am that I am God. And you say that God and the Lord perform and the God most high in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Depending on the miracle and how God introduced himself. And we are going to look various miracles and how God introduced himself and work it out. So that we will know at what angle to arrest God to get us the miracle that we are expecting him for. Hallelujah. But let's go back to the scriptures and see how God talks about miracles. So let's go back to the quotations. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 7. And when we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers, the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great uh, trebleness and with signs and with wonders. Hallelujah. Other versions talks of miracles. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God was up there in heaven. Then his people, Israel, were going through serious issues. Then they begin to cry out to God. The father. And the Lord looked down and saw their problems. Saw their affliction. Saw their labor. Saw what they are going through. Then God came down with a mighty hand. And also with an outstretched hand. It's two things, a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. You can have a mighty hand, but it is not an outstretched. Amen. The mighty hand is talking about the power. The outstretched hand is talking about the delivery. Hallelujah. So sometimes God can show you his mighty hand. You can see the power of God. You can know the power of God. You can experience the power of God, but you don't enjoy the deliverance of God. But in this time, when God is coming to perform a miracle, you see his power and you also enjoy the deliverance of his power. Hallelujah. So he said he showed them his power and he also delivered them by his mighty hand, his power. And with great miracles and with signs and with wonders that God delivered his people. So anytime we find ourselves in strange, hard, difficult situation, God comes into our midst to deliver us by using miracles. Hallelujah. 
by using miracles and i trust in god that in this month and in, in, in the days ahead of you the lord will give you miracles the lord will deliver you with miracles the lord will come to your aid and the lord will rescue you from every problem by miracles hallelujah let's look at the next scripture what it has to talk to us also and gideon said unto him oh my lord if the Lord be with us, where then is all this befalling us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us? If God is for us, why am I going through this problem? Why am I going through this difficulty? Why am I experiencing this? And what are the miracles that we know about him? Hallelujah. This time Gideon was going through hard times. He worked, he doesn't get profit. He worked, they take his profit. He saved, they take his savings. Everything about his life was going down the drench. Then the angel of the Lord came and said, Gideon, you mighty man of failure. He said, hey, hold on. God is with you. He said, God is with who? Me. If God is with me, where are all his miracles that we are ahead of? Sometimes, listen to me, you have to challenge God with miracles. Sometimes you have to ask God with the miracles that you know that he can do. It's not every day that you say God will do, God will do. Gideon said, if God is with me, because listen, church, one thing that we stand and have as a confidence is that our God is a miracle working God. So if God will not perform the miracle, then where do we stand? Hallelujah. Listen to me, no doctor will bring you out of some of the problems you are going through. I hope you know that. If you don't have a job, you don't need a doctor. As a matter of fact, you don't even need a pastor if you don't have a job. Because pastors don't offer a job. If you are sick and the doctors have tried their own, the pastors have tried their own, you need God. Hallelujah. There are certain interventions of this life you need God and God must come in and he must come with miracles. That is the only means by which you can be delivered from that situation. And Gideon, having gone through these challenges and these hard times, he questioned the angel of God. He said, what are you talking about? If God be for me, where are all his miracles? Hallelujah. And you must ask some of these questions sometimes. Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. God brought us out by miracles. Why is it that now God has left us in the hands of our enemies? And he will not deliver us. He will not perform miracles. May the Lord rescue you. May you find a miracle this week. May the miracle of God visit your house this week. And I pray that this week you shall have a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Let's look at the last scripture and look at one or two things. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. 18. 
They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So God was saying that this sign shall follow the people who believe me. Miracles shall follow them. One of the miracles is we will cast out demons. One of the miracles is we will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. One of the miracles is if somebody poisons you, it will never get you. No juju will work on you. Hallelujah. These are miracles that God said it will happen in our life. And it is your right to demand and to ask for miracles. Because he's a God of miracles. Hallelujah. But I said earlier on that God visit us on the different miracles and how he introduced himself. And we are going to look at some of the miracles and how God comes in. Hallelujah. But we're going to look at first creative miracles. Because that is all miracles sum, sum up to that one and ultimate works of God. Which are creative miracles. A creative miracles are the miracles which are called for God, God's sovereign interventions. They are sovereign deeds and works of God that nobody and no natural ability can help or assist in the performance of that miracle. Church, there are certain miracles that sometimes human abilities. Let's take for example, if your head is aching, and you go to the hospital or the drugstore. And they give you paracetamol or whatever. As a matter of fact, they don't know what is causing the headache. But they know that as long as it is pains, that, that antibiotic will deal with whatever. So they give you that antibiotic, which is a trial, an error. Hallelujah. Sometimes it is not even an antibiotics, sometimes you have not slept well, sometimes you have overeaten, sometimes you have been so annoyed and angry, sometimes fatigue is causing the headache. But once your head is aching you, they give you the paracetamol to kill the pain. But God knows that this is the cause and God will deal with it. It is a miracle, but most of the time we believe that it is the medicine or the, med the medical uh, uh, administration they give to us. That is what has brought the healing. Hallelujah. In this case, it's a miracle, but it's not a creative miracle. Because there was a natural ability and a human hands in it. But when we are talking about natural ability, there is no, there is no, nothing. It is purely the work and the doings of God. And that is what we call it a miracle. Hallelujah. Example are human reproductive parts. Somebody's womb is dead. Somebody's leg is amputated. Somebody has a short leg. Somebody's teeth is gone. Somebody's hair has refused to grow. Somebody's eyes are blind. Ears are deaf. In this instance, there is no natural remedy. There is no natural treatment. There is nothing that can help to restore it. Except God brings a new human parts. Hallelujah. That is what we call creative miracle. When God brings a new body part, a new organ into your system. Hallelujah. 
and God has done it before and he will do it again. God has done it to others and he will do it to you also. Hallelujah. There is this man in South America who performs, in fact, his miracles, I've never seen it before. This man will look at you when all your tooth is gone. You don't have a teeth. Then he will ask you, do you want a golden teeth? A silver teeth? A natural teeth? What do you want? If you say you want a golden teeth, you close your mouth, he lay hands on you, he say open your mouth, he open your mouth and all your teeth are gold. Hallelujah. And they are forever. That's your teeth. It's not artificial. Gold and it's there. And people are receiving it. When they open their mouth, you see gold shining. I remember if one of you should see one, you run away. You think that it's a demon. Hallelujah. Desecrated human parts and human organs. Reproductive systems. Miracle for some life intervention. Some breakthroughs. It takes God to come in. You will never break through. Hello? It takes God to intervene in sending breakthroughs else church. You will never break through. How can Israel cross the walls of Jericho? Except God. How can they cross the Red Sea? How should they cross the Jordan River? These are interventions that need for sovereign power. And church, some of us, we are encountering and facing certain situations. We need God's creative miracles in our life. And the Lord will give you one. I said the Lord will give you one. Amen. Let's look at when to seek for creative miracles. One, when the function of human organs prove impossible and have failed. Listen to me. You have gone to hospital. Your ear problem is not working. Your nose problem is not working. Your leg problem is not working. And you see that the functioning of some parts of your body is becoming impossible and it is failing. It's not about time to say that, well, the doctor says, and the doctor says, and the doctor says. They will always have something to tell you. Hello? They will have something to, even before the doctor says, people in the house will have something to tell you. So whenever you discover that parts of your organs or your body is refusing to function, it's becoming impossible, you must seek. God's power. You must seek for a miracle. You must rush to God to ask for a miracle. Hallelujah. We have gone through things so sometimes we stand here to preach but we know what we are going through. If I have ever had challenges and attacks, I, I tell people ever since I became Christian, Attacks upon attack. At a point, my head, as if there's pepper. I go to hospital, they said you have a migraine. They do this, they do that. It will be, I can't think. Struggle with that one. 
It went. I was there all of a sudden. My stomach, I went there diagnosed. They said liver infection. I said, where did I get it from? He said, your immune system is broken down. I go to hospital. If the amount of antibiotics, if you come to my house, I can show you a rubber bag. It's full. Full. Sometimes I'll go and take five drips. They do this test every day. Oh, okay. Now it's, it's improving. The next time you go, no, 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 no. It's bad. Hallelujah. I tried and I said, ah, I'm tired. God must do something. Hallelujah. So I begin to seek God for miracle. I stopped taking all the drugs. And I said, I'm, I'm just going to do natural. So I will ask the doctor, what are some of the natural things you think I should? So, okay, eat this, don't eat this, take this, take this, don't eat this, don't eat this, eat this, eat this. And then I was just doing that and believing God. For about two weeks, I went again, they diagnosed. He said, oh, there's no problem. Everything is okay. I said, wow. After taking antibiotics for over three months. Then along the line, I was there one day, I came to the office. Then all of a sudden, my abdomen, I couldn't do anything. I rushed to the hospital. They took me to the x-ray room, the computer. They said, hey, there's a problem. I said, what problem? Say your kidney is failing. What again? I said, Doctor, what causes it? He said, This one we can't tell because we are not finding anything. He said, It's failing. He said, oh, Don't be afraid. I said, I'm not afraid. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. Once I have a God who can repair and who can give new organs, I know that God can change it. Hallelujah. I have enough work to do, I have enough assignment to do that it doesn't matter the attack. This body was given to me by God to do his work. And that God will never watch part of this body to be dysfunctional. He will replace and give me a good one. Hallelujah. He said, I said, no, no, don't give me any medicine. I will still go by the natural way. Follow it, follow it, follow it. I went to the hospital again. They check everything. They said, oh, okay, everything is fine. Hallelujah. That is God. Sometimes you must hold on God if you found that parts of your body, parts of your organ are failing. Give me Romans chapter 4 verse 19. And let's look at some of these things. Romans chapter 4 verse 19. What does the Bible have to say? And being not weak in faith. He was not what? Weak in faith. Listen to me. The only thing that can cause you to miss a miracle is when you get weak in faith. Oh, you believe God will do and all of a sudden, hey, so will God do it? How is God going to do it? You don't have to ever grow weak in faith. No matter what. You can rise up even if they have bought your coffin and you have faith, you will rise up. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. His body was dead, but because he had faith, he considered that my body is not dead. That's what it means. Amen. His body was dead, he could not do anything. He's talking about Abraham. His body was dead means he was an impotent. The man was
was almost 100 years. He was an impotent. The sperms have all gone to sleep. They are all dead. The brain is weak. It can't pump blood. The heart is weak. His system is totally down. But he said that he considered not his body is, 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 is dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb was dead. Hallelujah. It's dead. I don't have time. You see, there are some of the issues that have to do with childbirth. There are some which womb are dead and there are some which womb are barren. A barren womb is not a dead womb. A barren womb is alive, but it is dysfunctional. It is not able to produce or to fertilize. But a dead womb is totally dead. Hallelujah. 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not. His body is dead. The wife womb is dead. Everything is dead. But the man said, I will never give up. He staggered not at the promise. Hey, so is God going to do it? God has said, I'm going to have a child. But my body is dead. Everything about me is dead. My wife is dead. Whatever. So how is God? The Bible says that he staggered not at the promise. You know something, our problem, sometimes we want the miracles, but we stagger. Today, will God do it? Tomorrow, hey, I'm sure. Hey. Today, God will. Tomorrow. You come to church and you believe God will do it. You go home. Hey. Today, it is gone, no. Hey, we are in June. Hey, if you don't introduce a man to pastor at least for six months, hey, hey, so this year too is going. Hey, I said it that this church, they are no men. I said it that the girls here are all students. Hey, what is going on? This man is going. You are staggering in faith. Hello? I said you are hot. Staggering in faith. The Bible said that Abraham did not stagger in faith. He did not about the promise, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Every morning, you get up, you give glory to God. Father, I bless you. I thank you. I thank you that look at Sarah having a baby. I thank you, look at me having a baby. I thank you. And while he was praising God, he knows that his body is dead. Sarah's womb is dead. Hallelujah. You are praising God, but you know definitely that you are sick. You know definitely that something is wrong with you. Your case is out of medical reach. You know that in fact, you don't have money. You are poor. You know that nothing is working in your life, but you are praising God. The Bible says he wake up in the morning, he's praising God, giving God glory. Hallelujah. Thanking God. I was praying with a sister here about two years ago. She was trusting God for a baby. And then I was praying with her here. And one day, the Lord just said I should tell her to go to mother care and start shopping for the baby. So I told her that, well, sister, go to the shop and start shopping for the baby. He said, ah, which, which, a boy or a girl? I said, go and shop for a boy. I said, God said, go and start shopping for your baby and shop for a baby boy she was saying that Leicester hospital says there is something between the womb 
and then is it the tube or whatever so the sperms are not able to cross i said well, that is what god says she went to one small mother care and bought one or two boys dress and bring brought it here i pray i said okay surprising surprising whether it was whatever 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 i was in u.s that she called her pastor you don't believe it i went to hospital and they have confirmed that i am pregnant six months and pastor, how did i go pregnant six months that i don't even know i said you say what he says as i'm talking now she has the baby and it was a baby boy we were praying here 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 we didn't drink water. We didn't do anything. We just pray and God just said, Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to believe. Just bless God. Praise God. Because God is able to put a new organ there. What is it that is, that is you, most of you, you watch TV, you see the miracle. Don't you see? If a short leg can be long, if a one eye can open, if a deaf ear can hear how much more your own. God can do it just with a flip of a finger. But all you need is what? To have faith. Number two. When you have to seek God for a creative miracle. The second one. When natural ability to generate resources for God is impossible. Sometimes we come to church. Oh, 100 cities. You wish it in your heart, but you don't have it. 500. Somebody, some, somebody, I mean, somebody came here, look at the auditorium and say, Pastor, I wish I would take care of all the air conditions, but I don't have it. I said, if you really wish it, God will give it to you. Somebody said, I wish I could, Pastor, I don't know, but I wish I could do something. I say, it is not only you wish, but if you, that is what you want and you think you need it, God will do it for you. Hallelujah. Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. And he was going with Isaac. Then, before the mount, or they start climbing the mountain, Isaac said, Papa. But, they were going and then Isaac was like, Dad, Papa, fine, we are going to offer a sacrifice. For my knowledge, sacrifices are offered with wood, with knife, with fire, and with a lamp or a sheep. But this is the firewood. This is the fire. This is the knife. Where is the lamp? We know that when we go to church, we sing praises, we dance, we hear the word, we also give offering. Pastor, the praises has been, the word has come. It is now offering. But where is the money to give the offering? I don't want to go to the presence of God without fulfilling every righteousness that God expects of me. So father, where is the lamb? Church, Abraham didn't have a pig farm. Or sheep farm or goat farm on top of the mountain. There was nobody railing sheep or lambs on top of the mountain. There was no house there that he was going to buy one. 
But Abraham opened his mouth and said, my son, you know something? When we get to the mountain of the Lord, God shall provide himself with a lamb for the sacrifice. Creative miracles. Then the moment he said, Isaac said, oh, okay. Do you know that Bible said that sometimes we must behave like children? You don't give a, ch a child a promise. The moment you give a child a promise, he believes or she believes. Sometimes you regret ever giving your child a promise. Amen. My little boy told me that he wants a dinosaur. And I said, okay, I'm coming to Ghana to come and catch a dinosaur and I'll bring it. That's how they allow me to come. This morning, they called to say happy Father's Day. They asked me, Daddy, have you caught the dinosaur? I said, the dinosaur, when I wake up, they are eating. They haven't finished. So when they finish eating, I'll bring them. Now, I have to be lying every day to that small boy. Until the day he will tell me that, ah, Daddy, now, dear. The day he will tell me I'm lying, Jesus will come. Every day I have to be lying about why am I going to catch a dinosaur? But I've given the promise. And this boy believes that his father can catch a dinosaur. So now I'm looking seriously. If you show him a toy while he say this one doesn't work. You show him one in a book, he says it's in a book. You want the dinosaur, he say they will swallow your father alive. But that is how the Bible said that if we can behave like little children. That means when God says you believe it, when Abraham said that God will provide a lamb, Isaac said that yes, so we are going for a lamb. It's up there. And God know and knew that they needed a lamb. What Isaac has requested and what Isaac has asked and the result that Abraham has given is the right thing that must be provided. So God has no choice than to provide a lamb for the sacrifice. So when they went up there and Abraham tried, he was trying to kill his son in his heart, but in his mind, what will Isaac be thinking? Father, you told me that God will provide himself with a lamb, but where is it? You are killing me. But he was quiet, lying down. And God said, that, no, they need a resource to worship me. The boy must believe the father must believe. They must have a corporate faith. They must worship me with the right stuff to worship me. I will provide for it. The Bible said, God said, Abraham, look at the ticket over there. There's a ram that is tied there. They asked for a lamb. God provided a ram. In the name of Jesus, listen to me. You will ask for one child. God will give you two. You will ask for just a job that will pay you Ghana cities. But God will give you a job that will pay you foreign currency. Hallelujah. You ask for one bedroom. God will give you five bedrooms. You ask for one plot of land. God will give you two plots of land. You ask for just one. God will give you double. Sometimes what we ask are too small for God. Do you know what God said? He said, open your mouth wide and see if I will not feel it. So open your mouth wide. Some of us, if you say we should open our mouth wide, we just cut just a quarter of a bread and push it, it's full. Open your mouth wide, it means that what? You must ask and demand. Not the little. God provided the resource for them to worship him. What do you want to worship God and be happy? What 
are the resources that you need to worship God so that you'll be happy. You have to ask. He can create that miracle. Hallelujah. If the miracle is not there, God can create it. There was no ram at the top of the mountain. But God was able to create a mountain ram. They went up there. Who brought the ram to that place? Who brought it? Where did God deliver it from? Who carried it and climbed up the mountain before they got there? Hallelujah. Do you know that God can go ahead of you and do what it will marvel you? By the time you get there, it is already done. Today, God will do it for you. I said today, God will do it for you. By the time you got there, the miracle is already awaiting for you. Hallelujah. Israel said, God, we want water to drink. On the wilderness, there was no pipe. There was no well. There was nothing that should provide water. God said, Moses, you let them go. Just a little while, there's a rock. When you go stand on that rock and just put your rod on that rock, water will come. People said, ah, how, how, I mean, how? Let's go. They walked a little while. They saw the rock. Abraham stood on the rock. Just put the stick on it. Water began to come out and they started drinking. If water can come out from a rock for people to drink, your problem is little. I said your problem is little. And I promise you that this morning, if you believe as I believe, may that miracle locate you at where you are. May that miracle fall at where you are. May that miracle be found at where you are. By the time you live here, the miracle is in the house in the name of Jesus. The person believing God for healing, receive it right now. Believing God for a new body part, receive it right now. Believing God for a healing of any part of your body, your womb, your heart, your waist, any sickness that is troubling you, in the name of Jesus, receive it right now. The one trusting God for a job, receive it right now. The one trusting God for document to continue your life, receive it right now. Any miracle you believe that God can create for you, in the name of Jesus, receive it right now. He can do it for you. I said he can what? Do it for you. You don't need. I was speaking with a brother just this week. And this brother is going to sit or agree, sign a document, a contract document. Then when he got there, he read the contract agreement, read everything about it, and saw that he needed some amount. He needed to provide certain amount before they can give him that contract. The brother said he brought the documents, everything. Then he came home and he started praying on it. 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 Then, one day, he has left. He's going to the office. And on the way, he saw somebody who was stopping him for a lift and he stopped. And he left the person. Then while they were going, they were discussing some kind of stuff on radio. Then it generated a conversation between the two of them. He and the gentleman he picked. So while they were confessing, they were confessing, it came in and was like, oh, this economy, even when he won a contract, now this and that and that. I said, hey, what is the problem? I said, oh no, there's this contract I'm trying, I'm pursuing and now they're asking this, and I mean the money is huge. They are asking this money, but if I get this money, it's a multi-million contract and I know how the body is. And the, the gentleman was like, are you sure you need a contract? He said, yes, I need it. He said, okay, me, I don't know you. But, uh, you know, I have some money there. If you like, I can give the money to you. 
And then we just go on agreement. If you get a contract, you just give me 5%. He thought he was joking. He said, are you sure? He said, ah, why not? If you think, let's, let's turn, let's go home. Let's, let's, let's go. He said, like Joe, like Joe. Was like, so he turned. And they went home. Sat at the guy's hall. The guy went to his room. Brought a briefcase. Came and put the briefcase. He looked at the briefcase, some small briefcase. We're talking about the money. You know the money we are talking about? In this briefcase. He came and put the briefcase there. He opened it. Pa! This is pounds that has been arranged. Pounds telling that has been arranged. Bundle, 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 bundle. He said he saw it. Then he asked the guy, where did you get that money from? He said, do you need money or you need where I got the money from? He said, I need money. He said, let's sign. They sign everything. He handed over the money to him. The guy is pushing the business. As I'm talking now, the guy has traveled to Italy for the first consignment of the contract. Hallelujah. And the gentleman didn't even give him his telephone number. After everything, he said, okay, you you don't need my phone number. No, I don't do business like that. I don't do you. I've given you the money. If you like, bring it. If you don't like, don't bring it. But you can't run. I said, Charlie, this guy has got some four eyes. He said, but you go. I don't need your telephone number. We just sign whatever you have. You go. Take it. But you can't run. He moved with, if I should mention the money to you, the money was lying in somebody's bed. Full of foreign currency. He was lying there. He has nothing to do with it. The guy needed the money. He brought it. Just give the money to him. That he should contract the contract and he only need 5%. And 5% is not two Ghana cities. So. Because if you hear the contract, the money involved, 5% will finish our auditorium. Everything we need. God can create. I said God can create. This morning, the Lord will create. Every miracle, God will create. Hallelujah. Church, I want you to do something for me this morning. I don't know the miracle that you are trusting God for. I don't know the miracle that you want this morning. But I want you to believe that whatever miracle that you want, God is able to create it this morning. Just take your pen, if you have one. Take a paper or your notebook where you can see it. If you have to type it on your mobile phone. Or however, if you are typing it on your phone, put it and then add an alarm. So that at every hour, it will sound and remind you that this is a miracle that you are believing from God. Do it right now. I'm going to pray. Where at least every day and now and then it shall remind you. Remember, it's a creative miracle. Not a miracle you wanted so that you also come to church and show off. But a miracle that you are believing God that may the Lord do this miracle. Just print it where you can see this miracle. 24. Every day, at least every day you see. Every day. You will see that miracle. Every day. Just write it. I know some of you have started writing writing essay. Dear God, you know this morning, according to the preaching of the pastor, my faith has increased. And I want to let you know that I don't stagger. 
I believe in you. I know that you can do that miracle. God, you know this thing that I'm writing. You know it from my heart. That is true. God, lead me so that I'll write it and write it the way you want. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost will move. Just write that miracle. If you have written it, just look at it. If you have printed, just look at it. Say with me in the name of Jesus. This morning, by the creative power, by the sovereign power of the Lord my God, that creates miracles for his people, I believe in the name of Jesus that this miracle I need from God is done. I'm leaving this place with this miracle. In the house, in the office, in the family, in my projects, in my business, in my marriage, this miracle, I have it right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, now I pray. You are a miracle-working God. You have done it before. And you will do it again. This morning, by the power of the Holy Spirit, which leads us to every miracle that we need. In the name of Jesus, that at the mention of it, every knee bow and every tongue confesses. I declare a creation of these miracles right now. Where there is none, may they be right now. The miracles of birth, the miracles of marriage, the miracles of money, the miracles of job, the miracles of healing, the miracles of projects, the miracles of courts, litigations, the miracles of increase, the miracles of travel, I declare it created right now in the name of Jesus. May your people receive it. Go knowing for sure. Stagger not in faith. You have this miracle according to the word of the Lord by his servant in Jesus name. Amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord.